I mean, fuck that, dude. What are we gonna do about the, you know, the name of this, the name of this podcast? We gotta change. We change it to Martin, Martin, Martin. Ah, ah, fuck off. Alan, pod. Welcome to the Alan podcast. Welcome to the, you, do, you know, if, if if we do like a voice track for it, we only we speak as our normal selves, but only in the uh, the title of it do I actually speak with a really bad Irish accent, because mm-hmm. that's the only. I, there's only one thing I can do with an Irish accent. And, and Fornicate. <laughs> oh. <laughs> ah, there's our boots now. Is that thing on? No, nice and decent yeah. for evening. <laughs> tis, yeah. tis grand and warm in here. Oh, why can't you tell me you like my heart? <laughs> why can't you tell me you like my suit? My suit. I've earned it. <laughs> I always forget whether that's Home and Away or Back to the Future Part 3. Far and Away. Far and Away. Home Far and Away is the, Aussie, home and away is the Aussie thing, yeah. Let's go to the coffee shop. <laughs> the coffee shop. <laughs> you flaming great galah. <laughs> Stuart May, rest in peace. Let's do this! Welcome to the currently named McYap and Fry's Movie Podcast. I'm Ian. I'm Gavin. And the McGap and Fry's Movie Podcast is proudly sponsored by Greenroom136.com Urban Carry Gear. That's right. That's right. Go to Greenroom136.com and buy some Urban Carry Gear. Urban Carry Gear, like yeah. some bags and some some pocketbook slims. Pocketbook we, slims, yes. Pocketbook slims. We had a pocketbook slim, uh, to, special pocketbook slim to give away in the last show. And, and this show. Yes, we had a little bit of a contest for that. Some answers have come in. Thank you very much for that. Um, if you listen in, we will read out the question again later. And you can email us in at podcast.mcgettonfries to enter. That's right, that's right. A little bit of business up front as well. If you can, we're on Facebook as Fries. We're on iTunes is my getting fries. If you could like us on iTunes or leave a review, that would really help us out. And in the meantime, we'll go on with the show. We'll take any review, you know, yeah. even if it's shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I heard the show. These guys suck. I mean, and I've heard having internet beef is really good for you. So we could totally have some beef with some people. I don't mind. I don't mind. I wouldn't mind some of that viewers universe kind of kind of beef. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, there's like there's a there's a okay. I'm gonna start. We'll, I want to start. We could start some beef. There's a couple of podcasts I would like to start beef with, but there's some guys who do the right to reply on their YouTube videos. Oh, and yeah. They just read out the most idiotic, grammatically incorrect comments on YouTube videos because they're the worst comments in humanity. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's like you, sir, are dick, <laughs> and they just chuckle as they're being read to each other. There, there is one funny like you know you know I can't resist talkbacks. Yeah. And that is going to be your downfall at one that, point. It is. It is already my downfall. I get. A, I get so annoyed at some of the some of the negativity. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's not about anything you've made. I know. I know. I know. No, but I no. I've I've read negative reviews about things I've made. Yeah, but not like reviews are one thing. No, no, Trolly no. Like, no comments. No, like I've, I've. Oh really? You got that? I've gotten that. Nice. I've gotten that. You know, you got to be drunk enough so you can think to yourself, okay, I've finally arrived. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember like one guy. No, actually, I think it was a girl who wrote in, like, you know, this guy'd be nothing if it wasn't for Joe Hashem and Freed American. And I'm like... That's pretty, that's pretty apt, yeah, pretty it's, accurate. It's, it's, <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, 
2003 called, they want their comment comment back. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You've not done, not done an awful lot since then, though, have you? No, not really. I've just mm. been kind of slumming it. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, kicking off the news, a uh, little film, the, the, was it the Malaysian Film Malaysia... Malaysia Malaysian Film Festival. Malaysian Film Festival Let's, let's just call it that in English. Right. Uh, in not, not and uh, a that. little film called uh, Take Me to Dinner was up for Best... Most promising director? Most most promising director. <laughs> it's nice to know I'm I'm not too old to still be considered promising. Yeah, it means that you like hurry up and wait award, is it? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, so it got two nominations. Um, yeah, so most promising new director and best non Malay film, which in this current political climate is a really bizarre category to have. Mm. I don't know why you just couldn't call it like best English language film. But then again, I guess I suppose also because some of the films are in uh, Cantonese mm. or Mandarin. And, um, you know, friends of the show produced uh, Chuak. They got a good funeral. Yep, Chuak, well. I think, got five or six um, mm. uh, nominations um, and, um, for Gafir and for Don. Yeah, uh, well, acting, well, acting nods. Well deserved. Yeah. Uh, I what guess was the other one, the one with the minivan? I can di- I can't, that I'm not allowed uh, to pronounce. Derbai Dailangit. Yeah, that got a few as well, right? I, got, I, think, I think that got about 12 nominations. Yeah. So congratulations to all of you. Um, oh, yeah. and. Um, well, you're, well, we're blowing your horn, um, although it's not the English version, I presume. Rimbor Racers got nominated for Best Animation Show, but the English version hasn't been out yet, so no one turned my voice in it yet. That's right, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Our friend Ian McNally is uh, one, of the ma- one of the main cast members in Rimbor Racer. It's uh, Malaysian. The English version, not, Mal- not the Malaysian version that's on television. It's essentially a Malaysian ripoff of Speed Racer with animals instead of people. Yeah, it's Mario Kart the movie. Basically. All you gotta remember... This, this, all you gotta do is drive. Awful. Is that your voice? <laughs> that's, uh, ba- that will be your, bat- your Batman. No, no, when I'm trying to do Batman, I go deeper. Well, that, why just try to. Where are the drugs, Kyle Drugs? Swear to me. Where's Rachel? <laughs> do you have a lozenge? <laughs> so good luck to everyone on the ball. Good luck to everyone, and congratulations to everyone. In uh, the department of headlines that I just didn't find this surprising at all when I read this. HBO plans James Franco porn drama. Yeah, yeah. You read this and it's like yeah. James Franco is playing twins in in in. Set. No, no. That's right. First of all, I read the, the the title and it's like that would have been surprising a while ago, like a couple of years ago. That would have been a surprising thing, but now it's just like ah, James Franco is doing that. Then yeah. I read the story and I'm continually not surprised, which is weird considering how weird it is that he's playing, as you said, twins in a movie called The Deuce, the a, Deuce. a series called The Deuce. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wonder if uh, the the twins that he's playing because it's uh, they don't say who he, who he's playing, do they? No, uh, it's like it's it's a, the mob how the mob controlled the porn industry. Well, I, w- I was just uh, curious. In the 70s and 80s. I was just curious if it was the uh, the Mitchell brothers, um, but I From don't. Standers? No, no, but I. Don't. <laughs> Art, Artie and Jim Mitchell. Okay. They, they were these um, two brothers from the 70s who were involved. They they had a strip club and then they eventually got into the porn industry, uh, but I don't know if they were twins. Mm. So I, I could be wrong about that, but there was a, a movie that was made based on them that was um, uh, written and directed by Emilio Estevez. Oh. Uh, that starred him and Charlie Sheen as the two brothers. Oh, right. What was that called? It was called Rated X. Nice. Um, yeah. It came out in uh, 2000. Hmm. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm actually like a fan of uh, the work that Emilio Estevez has directed. He's mm-hmm. directed some classics, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, but you got to be from from our generation, yeah, to 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 appreciate them. I Otherwise, think if, he's I, just some old guy. I think if kids watch them, they'd be like, "What the fuck is this?" You know, it's like he directed. Um, you know, I like Wisdom. Like Wisdom was the first movie he directed with Demi Moore, and that was kind of like an '80s 
uh, style Bonnie and Clyde type of movie. I haven't seen it. Um, I mean, it's not great. It's a guilty pleasure. But he also directed Men at Work, which I love. Yeah. Uh, he also directed um, uh, The War at Home, which I really like. That's a sort of a Vietnam movie about, you know, about post-war traumatic stress. Yeah. Um, and he also directed Bobby. Uh, the oh, yes. The one yeah. that's all about the hotel during yeah, the yeah. shooting of Bobby Kennedy. Yeah, which uh, which I really liked. I thought that was a really, really good film. had an amazing cast. Yeah. Um, and it did very well, did it, though? It, it did, did okay. Yeah, it, did okay. It, was, it was back when you could still do middle movies. Yeah. It wasn't a yeah. huge blockbuster, but it wasn't also shot with a cam- phone it was, camera. It was in that period, you know, just before they cut out the... DVD. All, all before DVDs died. Yes, before DVDs died and before studios decided to get rid of mid-range budget films. Yeah. Um, but uh, he, I haven't seen the last film he directed with his dad, The Way. Yeah. Which I, you know, I, <laughs> it's one of those things that people say when they want to tell you a movie's boring. It's like, it's a return to old school storytelling without explosions, special effects, yeah. or action sequences. That'll actually factor into something I have to say later on about trailers. We'll get to that later. <laughs> uh, but, I, yeah, but, but one of the things I remember about The Way was um, the, all of the reviews. Even the guys who gave it good reviews, they're all saying is like, it's like this is you know this movie is too well meaning for us to shit on it. Yeah, you know it's like yeah what, what was I bored maybe in places but the movie itself is just too well meaning to crap on. All right, but yeah like going back to uh, the 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 porn drama with James Franco I am curious if it's about the Mitchell brothers. Yeah, but it's also just interesting where they'll go from. You can say hello. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's our weekly guest stars. <laughs> That's Janet and Terry Tan. This they're 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 the McYappen fries Kramer. Yeah, just walk <laughs> through the middle of the podcast each week. It's great. Regular listeners will rec- no one recognize you. But uh, the one thing to uh, point out about the uh, the the porn HBO drama is that you know never mind the fact that it's James Franco, who I like, I am yeah, a yeah. fan of James Franco. Uh, but it's David Simon, right? Yeah, yeah. David Simon, the creator of The Wire. Um, who has got a, another HBO show that's coming out pretty soon called Show Me a Hero no? with um, Oscar Isaac. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen any uh, footage. Oscar Isaac is in everything. Everything. These He's days. in everything these days. It's crazy. Yeah, but that's a political drama based on um, a movement to build low-income housing in a predominantly white area of Yonkers in the 1970s. So oh. another... someone was working on something else as well, I, th- I heard earlier. I mean, this porn drama also has... Um, one of the Breaking Bad Hammers, Michelle McLaren as well. So, I mean, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a dream team. So, this is what Michelle McLaren decided to do after she told DC, Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. This is interesting, I think I heard. Did you ever hear of The Day the Clan Cried, a Jerry Lewis movie? Yeah, it's a Jerry Lewis Holocaust movie, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. About a German German clown, right? Yeah, like I'd never heard of this. Arrested by the Gestapo. <laughs> you know, I can't I can't say Gestapo. Like Jerry, Jerry Lewis, for those of you who don't know, is the guy who would wail in the Dean Martin movie back in the 60s yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that dr frank doctor what's the doctor in the simpsons this the side um flagel that guy is based upon one of his kind of ticks <laughs> the kind of ticks that he would put in movies <laughs> i remember the last time i saw jerry lewis in a movie um i know he's done a, a little bit of stuff he's recently. huge in france apparently yeah. this is what the joke was in like every tv show every for TV decades show, he's huge in france yeah. uh, but they um uh the last thing i remember seeing him in was um Back in nineteen, back, back, in, back in, back in nineteen. Watching Ted Two again, were you? Back in <laughs> the movie sucks. I know. You know, back in, uh, have you seen it yet? Yeah, I saw it. I own, that, only, that opening dance sequence goes on far too I long. I know, I know. The only bit in it that I that I, that, that cracked me up was 
Sweet Caroline. Oh, yeah. Bop, bop, bop. <laughs> Two can play that game. Yeah. And then, I think we're alone now. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And then the fucking ninja turtle. <laughs> just starts thrusting. <laughs> like, that cracked me up. What cracked me up was Michael Dorn and Patrick Warburton going around Comic-Con dressed as characters they're more famous for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wailing on nerds. It's just wailing on nerds. I didn't realize that was Michael Dorn until he put the, the headset, the headpiece on. Uh, brilliant, brilliant. But yeah, two oh, references. Yeah, the last thing I saw Jerry Lewis in was uh, Mr. Saturday Night. Ah. When uh, Billy Crystal was in... Uh, when Billy Crystal was doing The King of Comedy, basically, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And uh, he was in this uh, place meeting up with Helen Hunt, and it was full of old comics, and then Jerry Lewis showed up. And, uh, and then uh, he showed up with a... Fuck, he had his mouth, like, around a, a pint, a pint glass. Uh-huh. So it was all just sort of, like, really round, and everyone was laughing. And, and then... Um, and then everyone was just like saying bye, and he's like, "Hey, you know, what? You should check out France." You know, and, <laughs> and then Jerry Lewis goes, "France!" <laughs> I never heard. <laughs> and then after he leaves, they like they turn to Billy Crystal, is like, "Who the fuck was that?" Like, it looked familiar. <laughs> nice. I'm paraphrasing. So apparently, he made this movie about a German clown arrested by the Gestapo who has to perform and help Jewish children to concentration camp gas chambers. Fucking A. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently he's been sitting on the only copy of the movie which is said to exist. He's embarrassed of it, but now he's kind of proud of it. Or he was embarrassed of it, now he's proud of it. Either way, the LA Times reports that the US Library of Condra Congress has received a collection of Lewis's work from the man himself, including the day the clown cried. But it cannot be screened for another decade. Which means in 2025... You can go see this Jerry Lewis movie from... Uh, when, do you know when it was? Was it 80s or was it 60s or 70s? Uh, I guess you're probably looking at 60s or 70s. Mm. Uh, Did he just make enough money back then that he doesn't need to do anything else ever again? Well, he just kind of fell out of favor. I mean, people just, you know, I mean, they, they, they got tired of his shtick or whatever. Yeah. And, and it just got to a point where suddenly people got embarrassed to say that they liked him. I mean... Because everyone he used to work with died. That's also true. That's also true. I mean, <laughs> or became an alcoholic or had other problems. Or I mean, I never had any issues with him. He was a little bit before my time. But, yeah. you know, I mean, I remember watching The Nutty Professor and all that stuff and thought... I never know, saw The Nutty Professor. I mean, I saw it when I was a kid. My yeah, memory no, but it was never. It. it was never really shown. We saw Flubbermore with Fred... What's his name? Matlock. <laughs> but... <laughs> it was Fred, wasn't it? Fred. He had his own, like the guy from Matlock. What's his name? He had his Fuck, own show at one point. Fucking Andy Griffith. Andy Griffith, that's the one. Or as I like to call him, Fred. Andy, <laughs> Andy Griffith. Yeah. I, I don't only, know where I, I got Fred from. I only remember one episode of Matlock. You've seen them all then. No, I've only remember one episode where this where this uh, this chef was put on trial. And Was he wearing his full chef gear? I just remember, like, he was, like, Matlock brought like a, a portable cooking station, a portable stove, and made him cook up some shit. Because he was on trial. He was being accused of poisoning someone by, right. by feeding them some poisonous shit. Right. And so in the middle of the trial, only on Matlock does this shit happen, right? You bring on this portable stove, and it's like, I want you to cook for the jury what you did for this guy. You know, and then they get, so they have got the star witness. Yeah. And they got the star witness on, on the thing, and then like, and Matlock brings this, you know, beautiful looking dish up there. He's like, try it. And he's like, you know, I, I don't want to try it. You know, and it's like, well, why not? You know, it looks delicious, blah, blah, blah. But you got to put more I'm, southern charm you know, like, in your lawyer. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Lawyer and the guy's like, you know, you, you can't do anything, you know, without proof. And then Matlock's like, I don't have to prove it. And then Matlock starts eating the dish. <laughs> you know, and then he brings out these, these eggs and shows it to the jury. You see these holes? 
This is where the eggs were injected with the poison. <laughs> <laughs> Not guilty, Your Honor. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. Fucking. What were we talking about? We were talking about <laughs> Jerry Lewis, and yeah. then you called Andy Griffith Fred. Yeah. <laughs> But yes, yeah, so 2025 in this movie, but you done messaging Paul? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, Paul Balzard Hashem? Yeah, yeah like, that's right. Free, Gavin's free. Yeah. We record it live, motherfuckers. We look at it. We don't yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so 2025, the day the clown cried. Yeah, we'll be able to finally see that movie. So does that mean, do you think he's died? he's got some terminal illness or something? No, no. But he is in a movie with um, Elijah Wood and Nicolas Cage that's coming out soon mm-hmm. uh, called The Trust, oh. a, a Vegas-based uh, cop cop crime drama. Huh. <laughs> the trio you've been waiting for. Yeah. Nicolas Cage, Elijah Wood, and Jerry Lewis. What was that one with Jerry Lewis Edward plays? Norton? It, it, it's up there with the one with Edward Norton, Robert De Niro, and was it Marlon Brando? Yeah. What was that? Yeah. Uh, that was um, The Score. The Score. Wasn't interested. It wasn't, wasn't that great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was it was okay, but the problem is with those three, you expect it to be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. Right. Right, what? What, what else, you got? What else you got? <laughs> um, well, sorry to bring everyone down, but, you know, a bit of bad news. I mean, when I grew up in the 80s, there was a fuck ton of um, wrestling on the telly. I mean, that's when the wrestling got big, right? We should have opened with this, actually. Well, I didn't want to open with a sad bit or, you know. We always open with the deaths. <laughs> Bring out your dead. Bring out your dead. We'll we'll have it. Yep. But uh, but this is also movie related because uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper uh, passed away at sixty one in his sleep, cardiac arrest, which is weird at sixty one. Just like I don't think there'd be any news about him being ill or anything like that. Yeah, he probably wasn't ill. No. You know, I mean, you, sometimes it's, he was it's just your, hardcore. If it's your time, it's your time. Yeah. I mean, you know. Um, and if you, those of you don't realize, Rowdy Roddy Piper was in They Live. He was. Uh, he the, was the John Carpenter movie where he had the immortal line, "I came here to." Kick ass and chew gum, and I'm all out of gum. Yep. When I actually rewatched that movie a while ago, it's awful the way he delivers that line. I mean, no. it's a classic line, but no, I mean, the, the movie itself isn't brilliant. No, <laughs> but it does have one of the best long drawn out really? fight, fight scenes between Rowdy yeah. Piper and uh, Keith, Keith David, David where they just like they like a normal fight scene. They stop. Yeah, yeah. One yeah. of them's down. The other guy gets up and is like, "Let it be listened to." You. And then you just get up and they just go at it for another 15... Fu- it feels like 15, 20 minutes they're fighting. Yeah. And it's all about whether or not he can get Keith David to put on the fucking pair of rape Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but what I love about John Carpenter's old movies is uh, that something that's missing from any, like, remake of any John Carpenter movie is the humor. Yeah. Um, the humor, and the humor, the atmosphere, and the music. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can retell that, that same story... But the one thing that's been missing from all of the John Carpenter remakes is just the the dark, sort of sardonic humor that he had. Yeah. You know, like this really kind of deadpan, we don't even we don't even know if this is really a joke yeah. kind of humor. Mm. Uh, and like that's did you see did you I've heard it mentioned a couple of different podcasts that like his films just getting off already five for a second. His films with Kurt Russell, they basically had a joke between them that Kurt Russell was going to do an impression essentially for the whole movie. So yeah. for Big Trouble in Little China, he's essentially John Wayne. Yeah. And yeah. then for uh, The uh, Thing, it's Gary Cooper or something like that. Or yeah, like one and, of those. and for uh, uh, Escape from New York, it's pretty clear who he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> Clint Eastwood. Uh, but, um, you know, like, but even, even uh, I mean, if they ever get to the Escape from New York reboot, which yeah. I hope they never do, you know, the one thing I'm sure that they will miss out is the humor. Yeah. I mean, they, they Live shouldn't be remade. It's just it's so yeah. good a movie. Yeah. I always I always remember seeing Hell Comes to Frogtown in the VHS store back home 
and never watching it. I, I, I knew he was in that. Fuck, dude. I, I have ha- you seen I, that? I have seen that. And? I, I, I barely remember it. I mean, it was just one of those movies. I mean, but I mean, my my sort of memory of uh, Roddy Piper is r- the wrestling. Yeah. You know, the WWF. He was in the first WrestleMania in 1985. There's yeah. a great article on Sports Illustrated where they talk you know, to... the guy would turn up there in his fucking kilt. Yeah, and he's <laughs> <You> Canadian. <know? laughs> he's Canadian. <laughs> and you just you just lost it. Yeah, his name yeah. was... His real name was Roderick, Roderick Toombs. Yeah. But um, like that, there's an article I'll put a link up to it on Sports Illustrated. And uh, like to have... If you were if you were alive in the eighties, you'll know names like Brett the the Hitman Hart or um, who's the other guy Jake the Snake is also Jake, mentioned it, mentioned Jake him. the Snake, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, yeah, British Bulldogs. Oh uh, well, not sure. not, those two in particular, they talk about how they work with Roddy and they met Roddy. All oh, right, he right, helped right, them right. out. Like Brett the Hitman Hart said, he was the torch was passed to him at some point, like in some way. I used to be a huge fan of uh, Ultimate Warrior. Oh yeah, he's insane though. You know that mm. he's a motivational speaker now or something. Not right? really. He's turned up like they whoever does the video games for it got him roped in again for some kind of anniversary thing where they had the young version of him and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's he's now just an old guy with like uh, Ric Flair hair. Oh, really? But he still has the face paint and he's just like that all the time. Like, I think the Ultimate Warrior is well known that the drugs have addled his mind. Apart- allegedly. 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 I'll see if I can put up some videos of that, but the Ultimate Warrior's lost it. And Hogan's lost it because he was ranting, using the N-word and it was in a de- deposition yeah, that yeah, we recorded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The WWE have ripped him out of their history. Yes. Like, they've taken him out of photos. He's not on websites. He's like, they've, they're not... Terry who? Terry Boulay, right? That's his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, all, a lot of our heroes from the 80s are turning out to be real dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> but just looking at... Looking oh, God. Yeah, that, that joke is no longer funny. Um, you take the thing in the jello that makes them go to sleep. What's, it, what's interesting about Roddy Piper is that there's a lot of his movies are still in pre-production. He was still acting. Yeah. Into the Fist, The Legacy of the Dragon. I'm sure some of these are pretty low budget or whatever, but he's still doing stuff. Enter the, I thought you said Into the Fist. Into the Fist. That's a very different movie. <laughs> oh, he's turned up on Cold Case. I like the way they have listed here, like WWE Smackdown TV series. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a sport. Well... Rest in peace, my rest in peace. Yeah, he was always just so intense in everything he was in, right? Yeah, intense. Uh, <sighs> I'm upset now. Sorry about that. So I told you that's why we need to open with this shit. Get it out of the way. Yeah. Do you want to jump to trailers? Yeah, sure. Have you seen the? I actually. Wait, wait, have wait, you, wait, have wait, you wait. seen? Have you seen Fu Manchu and the Bride of Fu Manchu yet? Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Will you stop bringing this shit? You, you need to remind me before we. Do- well, then there wouldn't be any fun. I've completely forgotten about... All right, all right, right, right. Note to self. <laughs> Note to self. Karen is your cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Karen, I love you. Uh, I mean, we sh- I do want to just uh, mention a little bit of casting shake-up. Mm-hmm. With, um, that was oh, with Skull Island. With Skull Island. Yeah, I passed over this until the trailer. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I was interested in it because it was J.K. Simmons. It was Tom Hiddleston, yeah. J.K. Simmons... And Michael Keaton. Yeah. Uh, now, as far as I'm concerned, like my, you got my money. Yeah. Like with the, with a trio. Should I take my money? With those trio of actors, I'm like, yeah, fucking take my money. And now? And now, nah, it's you know not Are bad. all three gone or? Um, Hiddleston's still attached, right? Hiddleston is still attached. Yeah. Um, uh, they, it was reported a little while back that Brie Larson is probably going to be the female lead. They've mm-hmm. been talking to her about it. Uh, but now it's a. She f- right. But now, like uh, to replace J.K. Simmons, they're talking to Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Get these, I mean, mo- get it, these it, motherfucking Kong off this motherfucking, motherfucking island. island. If there's one thing that Samuel L. Jackson has been known for, it's the budget. <laughs> J.K. Simmons. 
<laughs> J.K. Simmons ain't available. Yeah. Quick, actually, actually, this reminds me of that. The, the, that the, stupid joke in Ted? No, no, no. The, the Four Stages of Fame by John Larquette. Mm-hmm. Remember John Larquette? Yeah, John yeah. Larquette's still around. He's, he, was in low, he was in Leverage, I think, a while ago. He, yeah. always, play, he always plays the con man. Yeah, it's like uh, you know, like, like the first sta- the the first stage of fame. It's like, who is John Larquette? Yeah, and then second stage of fame, get me John Larquette. Yeah, and the third stage of fame, get me an older, get me a younger John Larquette. <laughs> yeah. And then the fourth stage of fame, who is John Larquette? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna. I mean, again, we're just gonna pepper uh, digs at Ted throughout this podcast. The fact that they set up the um, Amanda Seyfried as like. Samuel L. Jackson, who doesn't know about the actor, Samuel L. Jackson, and then they make the joke that, you know every movie ever? You know the black guy? That's him? Yeah. And then they have a black guy in the movie later, and it's Morgan fucking Freeman? Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? What a waste. What a waste. What a waste. Yeah. And Morgan can be a woman's name as well. Um, But uh, to replace Michael Keaton, they're looking at John C. Riley. Mm-hmm. I like John C. Riley. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's always likable. I mean, the pro- the problem with a lot of these actors that are now famous is that because you know I've been watching movies for so long and I and I have this bad habit of remembering people in yeah. in everything, uh, is everything I see. Yeah. Is that um? Oh, Walkhard's going to be in Kong Skull Island. Is that I remember like uh, John C. Riley? My two main memories of him are not Talladega Nights. It's not Step Brothers. My two main memories of him is from Casualties of War, mm-hmm. where he was just playing one of the grunts. You know, so like when they're raping the Vietnamese chick in the back, he's just like, oh, oh, wouldn't mind a real cold beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, I don't know why he sounds like Hank Hill. Yeah, or is that, or is that, yeah that's Hank Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really could do with a real cold beer. Anybody else want a cold beer? <laughs> <laughs> and this other movie, this really like piece of shit Matthew, Matthew Broderick movie that nobody saw called Out on a Limb, mm-hmm. where he spent most of the movie being buried up to the neck Screaming, Jim! <laughs> Jim! Jim! Like me, let you, me out! I gotta piss! You know, like me, you also have a photographic memory. It just hasn't quite developed yet. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Seriously, though, I don't know why you would last night. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's interesting. It's just interesting, but yeah, that, I don't know what that movie's going. And Tom be. Wilkinson is also in talks for a role. Tom Wilkinson, solid, yeah. solid. He's solid. He's solid. And he's looking for some hot love. <laughs> I can't think of like, even if he's doing serious roles. Like there was, he did some really serious drama recently, and I heard about it. And I was like, that sounds really interesting. And all I was thinking was like, got to get some hot stuff. Maybe <laughs> him in the line doing that yeah, in the yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. job center. <laughs> all right, let's move on to trailers. Let's move on to trailers, or the, well, we'll move on to the trailer. Yeah, the trailer. Well, the three trailers. Was there three? There was three. First, so we're talking. Oh, that's right, the teaser. We're yes. talking about Deadpool, and I think. This is the only time he's getting a get out of free gold pass from McEppin Fries for having a teaser for a trailer. Yeah, I mean that if you're gonna do a teaser to a trailer, that's, that's the way to do, do it. it. That's the way to do it. They introduce Deadpool and he's talking about that the trailer's coming and he talks about from the studio that inexplicably sewed his fucking mud shit the first the for first time. Yeah, five times Academy Award viewer Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I give you me. Yeah, the way he said me, I give because uh, he's doing the, the, the movie voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I give you me. Table. <laughs> and the pipe bit. At the end of it, he, he produces a pipe and tries to put it in his mouth. But he's wearing a full face mask, so it just kind of hangs there for a second and drops. Yeah. And that got me. Like, I watched the trailer three times. It got me every fucking time. No, it's... I mean, I, I'm seriously... We're pumped. in. I'm, I'm in. I yeah. mean, but we were in ages yeah. ago. And just just with uh, Ryan Reynolds' uh, Instagram, Insta- account. Instagram account, you're already like, fuck, yeah. they got it. 
So they follow that up with a red band and green band, and they are they did different things with different each of them. I mean, I don't know if they're gonna they're not gonna do a green band cut. It's all rated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, what would be the point? Yeah, um, but there are some slightly different jokes in each one. Yeah, I mean, the red band trailer is essentially a slightly truncated version of the Comic Con trailer. Yeah, apparently there was a section with Rob Liefeld in it. Yeah, and, and, and also with Stanley. Yeah. Um, so they cut out some of the more kind of like Comic Con friendly in joke bits. Yeah, uh, that they wisely assumed wouldn't play as well with the general public. And but I, I mean, a lot of this got launched because they leaked some test footage. Now, some of this looks like. They might have redone the test footage or you reused parts of it. Like it looks like they're cutting between bits of it. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the test footage look very CGI rubbery because it was mostly CGI. Yes. Whereas this looks like they've gone and reshot it. Yeah. But reshot it like shot for shot. Yeah. Um. um so that that's cool and it's a nice little nod to how the film got made in the first place. Yeah. Um. So I like that. I mean. And I mean, I presume that was a reel that they wanted in the film. I mean, before even before the movie was greenlit, I was already looking forward to this movie. Yeah. Because Ryan Reynolds had been very clear about the fact that they fucked it up the first time. Yeah. They really wanted to do it properly. And uh, I remember watching like um a test um a, a Tim Miller's reel of a bunch of stuff that he had done, and you and you're like, yeah. This guy should do it. <laughs> really? What was on it? Well, he well he's a commercial director, and they ah. just and they just showed us the vibe. Th there was um. This was a while back. This was not long after um, you know X Men Origins Wolverine came out, yeah. where they showed a like just a test reel of different stuff, like a like it was a collage of different stuff that uh, Tim Miller had done, mm. and you know add into that from the writers of Zombieland, and you're like, yeah, fucking hey, just bring it on. And there is an interesting thing. Tim Miller at Empire did do he a did he did he a did. textual description of certain parts of the movie and little things like he that did. that car chase. Deadpool only has twelve bullets. Yes. And he's got a shit ton of guys to kill, so he's got to figure out how to do it. That's a yeah. cool idea. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and also, like, the to do with Colossus. Yeah. Like, a Colossus. Like, he actually reached out to Daniel Cudmore, who was like, nah. Yeah, just to do a voiceover, because it's, it's, it, Colossus will only appear in metal form, apparently. Yeah. And I mean, like, what? What's your problem, dude? They're like, say, why'd you, why would you say no to that? Are yeah. you working that much? Yeah. That you wondering. can't fucking do it? But all the jokes land. I mean, they're thinking some of the Green Lantern jokes might not make it in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he just really went to town on Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah, Tim, Tim Miller says that Ryan had a lot of issues to work through with that, so he worked through with them on set. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the kind of the show off, what's her name? Um, the Grady Car character, what's her name? Uh, Negasonic. No, that's the, that's the teenager, the uh, old, old lady lives in his house. The kind of he, his kind of hostage. Oh, oh yes, 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 yes. Like, I remember, I, I'm now... Hugely familiar with Deadpool. I never read any digital comics, but I happened across it numerous times, and I know like some of the basic setup and that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he does have this old blind old lady in his house who kind of is held hostage there. Yeah. And they're wrapped. They're, what, what, what did you say to her? It smells like old granny pants in here. It's like sounds like you've got a dick in your mouth. <laughs> have you have you <laughs> have you read um, Deadpool uh, kills, kills the Marvel, Marvel Universe? Universe? No, it's on my to do list. It's it's fucking fun. Yeah. It's very funny. And now Tim Miller said also as well. I was trying to figure out who asked me. It. Someone said, "Is he going to break the fourth wall?" It's like it turns out. He he will break the fourth wall as oh, Deadpool. As Deadpool, never as Wade. Never as Wade, which yeah. is it's that's cool. Yeah, it's just everything about this looks great. And at the very end of the Green Band trailer, mm -hmm. they have a few extra jokes, sweet in and out. And um, they have some pop-ups, but with like it's some animated. It's a, it's a, uh, photos of Deadpool, but it is Ryan Reynolds' voice saying like you know, go check out the if you want some big boy language, go check out the Red Band trailer. And uh, go, but ask, don't forget to ask your mom first, and also. Tell her I'm asking for her and she should call. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, she, she has, has my number. She has my number. Yeah. yeah. That's a nice, just those little touches like that that are just like super pumped. Yeah. It's, well, I mean, it's Deadpool. Yeah. So, I mean, love it or hate it, if you're a Deadpool fan, you're going to love it. You're going to love the movie.
Uh, did you see the trailer for uh, The Last Witch Hunter? Yes. I mean, I've been getting emails on this in my press account thing for like, it's like, come, it's like, the last Witch Hunter, I was like, cool, we're getting it early. It's like, oh, it's October. It's like, it's quite a way out. Yeah, I mean, aside and there from was a trailer before, and we had one already. I mean, aside, aside from the fact that it kind of looks like, a, you know, Underworld. It looks a little 1999. You know? Yes. You know, I mean, it, it looks like a really fun flick. But when you put Vin Diesel in that, that gets me. And Elijah Wood, that gets me interested. Yeah, and, all, and also, you know, you know nothing, Vin Diesel. Yes. Uh, Rose Leslie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Michael Caine. Yeah. Michael Caine. So and that I'm line where it says, you know what I'm afraid of? Nothing. nothing. <laughs> I mean, and I love this picture. Yes. <laughs> there's a lot of caveman Vin Diesel in this, which is Vin Diesel with like a little bit of hair on top. And it looks great. Yeah. And his big bushy beard, and oh, he's got the tragic backstory. Yeah, no, I mean, it looks it looks like a lot of fun. It yeah. just it just looks like it just looks like something that came out of the nineties. Yeah. You know, I mean, like even, Underworld or something. Even even down to the you know just slightly ropey CGI. You yeah. know, I mean, it's just, and I don't know if that's intentional or what. So he's an immortal witch hunter who's hunting down witches, and that's it, basically. Yes. That's all we're given in the. Trailer. Yes, and he's been cursed, and, and uh, through every generation, he's he is assisted. By another do- generation of Dolans, so that's Elijah Wood's character, like you know, Dolans, Father Dolan. Oh right. You know, so like Michael Caine is also a Dolan. Oh really? You know, I didn't like, know. It was yeah, like, yeah, I thought the, it was an order of priests. I didn't think they're actually just they, they're all called Dolans. They're all, yeah, they're all like different generations of Dolans. Wow. At least that's what I think. Well, how do they get to have any more Dolans if he keeps burning through them all the time? I don't know. Well, I mean, Michael Caine, like clearly, you know, he's eats old. it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is a nice line where it's like, you guess you want to quit now. And Elijah Wood says, no, I want to, I want to raise. Yeah. And then I see that. And some of the, I mean, some of the monster design is interesting as well. Like, and a, a flaming sword can't go wrong. Yeah. So it does look a lot of, like a lot of fun. Yeah. Another movie that had, a, a, it had its last trailer and it flipped the, the it flipped the script. Uh, but also looks like it belongs to the 90s because I think it originally came from the 90s. Was the age of 47, Evan, the hitman? I, I haven't seen the new trailer. The I, new Because remember the first trailer made it look like he was like the oncoming storm. He was a catastrophe that had at age of 47 was a catastrophe that had to be survived yes yes this tr- destroys all of that like it basically flips everything from that first trailer to show that he's actually what he's doing in all those trailers where he's just killing motherfuckers is trying to get somewhere to do something that's actually kind of good and you know a I character mean, who's in the, the first trailer who looks like the good guy is actually the bad guy and they give that away on the trailer which is stupid yeah i mean there's uh, there was an article in um uh one of the recent uh, issues of Entertainment Weekly. It's the one that has Charlie Hunman on the cover. They're, mm-hmm. prom- uh, they're pro- promoting um, King Arthur, the new Guy Ritchie King Arthur. Yeah, um, that's gonna be great. But um, <laughs> um, but there was there was there was an article there where they were talking about how trailers are giving away too much, and and of course they they used uh, Terminator as a prime example. They will also uh, be using Fantastic Four. The last trailer I watched to see the bit of Deadpool at the end. I, I didn't I didn't see uh, it. they use scenes from the end of the movie like the literally the, there's three different like three different scenes before the end of the movie and they use scenes from all of those scenes in the trailer right well I haven't seen um, I haven't seen the Fantastic Four the, the, the final Fantastic Four trailer no, that's why they, we don't they, watch they, those trailers they, well they also released like a really long one right like a three and a half minute like a four minute yeah. one or something I didn't watch that either um, better off but yeah they, they they brought up Terminator they also brought up um, uh, Southpaw the uh, the oh. Jake Gyllenhaal Anton Fuqua directed boxing film. Um, I haven't seen a trailer for this. Well, apparently, like there's, I mean, this is like it's all it's it's in print, it's in the trailers, so we're not giving anything away. But if you if you haven't seen anything, just cover your ears. Just cover your ears for the next se- ten seconds. Is that they talk? They show the death of a major character in the trailer. Okay. Like a major fucking character. That's dumb. Um, and and uh, this person's death comes in like three like three quarters into the movie. 
Jesus. Or, or something like that. And they show they show this person dying. Yeah. Um, or the funeral or something. I haven't seen the trailer for it. <coughs> but um, like they, like an Anton Foucault has, has been saying, like, yeah, that made me nervous. He's like, what the fuck? You know, even Alan Taylor, director of Terminator, is like, like this is bullshit. I that, can't this believe is, this is my I, big, like, this is my third act reveal. This like, is my end night Shyamalan moment. Don't yeah, put it in the fucking trailer. I can't believe they did that. Yeah. And um, apparently, like they go through like rigorous tests, test screenings with people with with trailers, and people, like through these tests, like people just uh, are more excited the more of the movie you show. Mm. And based on that, the studios are like, yep. And that no, but that's really good testing for testing. It yeah. has nothing to do with whether they actually go see a movie. Yeah, well, also, I mean, do you remember uh, when, when, the, when this uh, lady went to see the movie Drive, and then after that demanded her money back because she expected it to be more like Fast and the Furious yeah. based on the trailers? So I guess it's like to do with stuff like that. But I mean, per, I mean idiots. As a film, as a film fan, I, yeah. of course, I, I hate it when, when trailers give away the entire film. Yeah. But um, it, it is something that is being addressed. And yeah, so I mean, like if you see that. Well, if, I if think you're, Marvel, if you're walking Marvel, around MPH, Marvel know. do great work with their trailers in that they purposefully have led us up the wrong path on a couple of trailers. Yeah, and that's been absolutely fantastic because that that and that and it's rewarded them in the money stakes because that sense of surprise converts more to word of mouth. You can't yeah. you can't test for. Word I mean, of like mouth. like a prime example is just the Mandarin. Yeah, I mean, just brilliant. Yeah, or even the fact that the trailers for Ultron showed up all the Avengers broken yeah and that wasn't quite the plot line that was more of a sideline yeah and yeah. that worked pretty well yeah um this is a weird one you were talking about earlier the just like weird old school filmmaking mm -hmm. um did you hear this trailer queen of the earth queen of earth uh i heard of it is this the one with uh, elizabeth moss yeah yeah, yeah I, but it's like one of those trailers you used to see on movies in the 80s like it starts with and it's not it's that got that weird voice of like from the acclaimed, not the, not the movie trailer voice, the 80s movie trailer voice. Mm. From the acclaimed director that brought you um, out of Africa and a room with a view. And it's like, Variety are calling it a gripping psychosexual drama. And it's like Elizabeth Moss, as you've never seen her before. You know, advertising copy right, that right, has right, not right, been right, used. Right. In, it's like someone found a leather-bound book of advertising copy they'd never heard before. But is it based in the 80s? No. And it's, not, it's just bizarre. It's like, I think it's advertising... Um, team are from the 80s right 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 it's a real i mean the trailer looks boring as shit and this is one of those movies that you would see boring as shit yeah. starring um, helen mirren in the role that won her the cans of that's exactly like, it you know for best actress yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And, like you know critics are calling it the the movie of the so not the movie of the summer but like the psychosexual drama of all time <laughs> i think it's just it's bizarre you should watch it alone for the for the fucking voiceover it's just bizarre <laughs> And then, so that's the audio side of things. Leading us up and being really shit in a hole in every bo book is uh, this trailer for Norm of the North. I didn't see that. What this is, is that? a polar bear movie. It looks like the it looks like um, like the bad second draft of the Penguins movie. It's like it's a it's a polar bear played by Rob Schneider. What the fuck? I haven't even heard of this. What is this? And he has to go to New York. Fucking Heather Graham's in it. Fucking uh, Colin Meany's in it, Bill Nye's in it, like all the people who will turn up for a check. It's a polar bear goes to the, it's it's what it's what animated movies used to be like before Pixar. Right. <laughs> like seriously, the bar is like they. It's not only are they not even acknowledging they're not achieving the bar, they're not even taught there is no bar. Right. There is. We've never heard of this bar. What is this? What is this Toy Story you speak of? They're not even trying <laughs> to like one of the, the recurring joke that's supposed to be funny is these chipmunk things who get squished and then they say wait for it and they pop back and they're fine hmm. that's comedy 
Huh. These two trailers on their own just kind of, one may be nostalgic and the other one may be kind of meh. I haven't even heard of it. Uh, you won't hear of it. it I don't know why. I, fa- I found it on DakHorizons.com, but I was just like, ugh. All right. Um, Did you see the trailer for, uh, was it By the Sea? Yeah. Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Arting it up all Pitt. over the place. It's like, <laughs> I was like, hey, yeah, it's a summer picture. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did see it's all being shot with natural light, apparently, in Malta. Oh, right. And it just looks like the War of the Roses go on holiday. It looks like War of the Roses meets before before midnight. War of the Roses meets on the buses. Because <laughs> they go on holiday. You know, it's like a TV show when they move to a movie. They always go on holiday, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, it isn't two of them kind of staring wistfully into the distance and kind of ignoring each other. It, it, I mean, it looks, it looks painfully arty. Yes. And, you know, it's like... Jolie directed Unbroken, right? Yes. Somebody, I don't know if you saw my tweet in this. Someone tweeted like the DVD that was cracked in half and just tweeted, oops. <laughs> some, some, some guy, some guy on my one talk back, like after the trailer is like, after I'm broken, she should call the next movie unwatchable. <laughs> <laughs> it does look, I mean, it has that same kind of 70s vibe that uh, the year of, what was it? The, the one I forgot about already, the, the 70s, Oscar Isaac was in it, obviously. Oh, uh, the, the most violent. The most violent. Yeah, it has the same kind of cool vibe that had, but that also had a what? relatively pedestrian story. My my favorite thing of the trailer was uh, when the Universal uh, logo came up at the beginning. It was the seventies, eighties Universal oh. logo. I mean, that, that was that was my favorite part of the whole trailer. No. Uh, but then again, I mean, they're not telling you anything. No. So I it's mean, a mood trailer. So it's a mood trailer. So you're free to talk as much shit as you want. You know. Yeah, I mean, and when I fi- it made me feel pretty moody. <laughs> Yeah, you know, made made me well, like want to watch Ted too. Yeah, <laughs> it made me want to drown things. Uh, Roland Emmerich's getting in a shit ton of problems for his uh, Stonewall trailer. You heard about this? Yes, yes. Because it's all white folk all the time in this story about um, mostly black and Latino, I believe, uh, drag queens <laughs> and gay people who were involved in the Stonewall riots. But the Roland 70s. Emmerich has said, like, just wait and watch the fucking movie. Yeah, there's a, there's at least one black dude in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a boring looking trailer and the guy who they've chosen as their white hunky all-american gay lead looks like the guy from pitch perfect the guy who looks stunted i haven't seen pitch perfect. you see, see pitch perfect. the guy who leads the, the, the guy who's got to be gay but acts like he's the, like it's they act like he's a jock right. he's a he's a acapella jock right. you should see pitch perfect it is quite funny okay um, and it. just to veer 90 degrees completely off course there was a trailer for a movie called bound to vengeance oh yeah i heard a lot of uh u.s based uh, critics raving about this with some screenings of it it's basically it's a spin on the final girl uh-huh. kind of idea so it's all about um this this girl is being taken by some serial killer or something like that and she knocks him out with a brick oh really <laughs> and then while she's escaping she finds all these polaroids of all these different girls uh-huh. and it leads to her getting him on like you know those long poles they use for uh capturing like rabbit dogs and she's leading him around town to say, where the fuck are they? I've, I've never heard of this. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. So it's a nice, you know, it's fucked over my final girl script where she kills all the people that were fucking with her. But apparently that's, it looks like it's going to be that. And obviously there's a third act twist where they'll, he'll get loose or something like that. Mm-hmm. But like, it's like, she's, she managed to save herself by the end of the night, she'll save them all. Oh, right. So it looks pretty cool. Hmm. So yeah, should we move on to cool stuff? Yeah, sure. So what do you got? All right, well, you know, I saw this. And I guess from a nostalgic point of view, it just kind of got me. But NECA is releasing... Um, if there's anything that gets you, it's nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a sucker for nostalgia. Mm. I'm, I'm a sentimentalist. 
you know. But NECA is released. Ne- I mean, NECA is coming up with all kinds of cool shit. Right. Um, I mean, if you like toys, I seriously recommend just following NECA on Twitter. Sorry, if you like toys and you have money. <laughs> yes, yes. If you don't have money, this will make you cry. No, but I mean, like, this is, you know, the, the good thing about NECA stuff is that it's not like, it's not like Hot Toys or Medicom or anything like that. It is affordable. Yeah. Um, and they are releasing a, tr- a t- uh, <laughs> they're releasing a line of Home Alone toys. <laughs> and I kind of like it. It's, I mean, Joe Pesci, the, 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 the face sculpts on Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern, and Macaulay Culkin. And they're d- double heads. Yeah, double heads. Look pretty damn cool. And I was going to ask, because I saw the, the, the close-ups, but I didn't know what they were, but I was going to ask, did they have the iron mark on Daniel Stern? And they do, right? They have the actual yes, like, iron yes. imprint on his face. Yes. You know, I mean, it's pretty It's pretty cool. That Joe Pesci is amazing. Just jo- like, It's the most evil-looking little thing. If you had this, this is the kind of doll, like in 20 years' time, someone's going to make a movie about that coming to life like, and killing people. And what I love about it is that this is, it's, I mean, this is, uh, it's, they're, they're coming back with this kind of stuff now, is that, um, you know, and, and NECA's been spearheading this, coming up with toys. Well, actually, Biff, Biff, uh, Biff Bang Pow started this. Oh, okay. Um, where they were doing, like, actual, like, old-school kind of retro dolls where... Um, the clothes. The clothes are, are real cloth. Material, yeah. Real material. And... Um, <laughs> Props it's, alone, crowbar. It's, it's fucking like funny. It I is. Mean, like, you see them it, all together. It cracks me up. And they've, I mean, and they've got the famous, um, you know, Kevin McAllister, you know, like, with his... You, know, you, can, you can pose him as the poster. You, you can pose him like he's in the poster, and that, that, that shit just cracks me up. It's like 80, 80 US for, for, all three? for all three. That's not bad. It's not bad. Considering, I mean, that's not bad. This is by, what is it, Loria? It's not bad. And so Kevin comes with the BB gun, comes with uh, Little Nero's pizza box. Nice. Um, uh, both uh, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, they, 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 get, they come with like the swag crow, bags. The swag bags and the crowbar and the snow globes. <laughs> so. It's fu- I mean, it's cool. But I think this is more based on, um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's it's fucking funny. They're eight inches. Oh, eight. Yeah. So slightly bigger than than your <laughs> some you people may maybe used to. You can buy them separately. They're about twenty eight twenty eight US each. Cool. Pretty but yeah, that that um. The Joe Pesci one's gonna sell out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't get any um. Uh, Solid um, material, cool stuff this week. There's a lot of cool, interesting stuff on the web. That doesn't really fit in news. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So one was um, this group that um, they pulled off a one of their friends was having a go away party. Did you see this? And they they had a, a Jurassic Park themed going away party. Uh, no, I didn't see this. So essentially, like one of the girls looks like Laura Dern in the movie. Mm. Um, one of them dressed dressed as a Dilophosaur. Uh, one dressed as John Hammond. They have a jeep and they did it up. Oh shit! Yeah, and the guy who's playing Jeff Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum <laughs> is amazing. He's just and he's just lying down in every photo with his shirt open. <laughs> a friend of mine shared this on on uh, Facebook, and the only thing I could respond mm. was the only response allowed uh, was. Are, are you planning on having any real dinosaurs in, in your in your dinosaur park? <laughs> Hello? Mm-hmm. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I, really I really hate that, that man. <laughs> but the only response I could respond was the, the, the ten hours of Jeff Goldblum's laugh. <laughs> But it, the girl looks a lot like Laura Dern. Beige, her vision in beige. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. I'll put the photos up. But like the Dilophosaur, they've got Bledry, got the stickers on the car. Very it's, cool. It's a cool thing. That is very cool. And that was a going away party for one of their friends. Another thing I saw was that Mar- AV I saw Club. This. I saw this. So the AV Club did a nice little piece about um, Mark Hamill has been a dick to Topps trading Star Wars cards for decades. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Like he's been, he's, people would ask him to autograph them and he would draw little speech balloons. Yeah, yeah. But it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. Like, Mark, ha- Mark Hamill is officially one of, the, you know, like one of the coolest guys on the planet. Yeah, like there's one of Luke walking up to the house that's on fire and it says, Darn it, I told Uncle Owen not to smoke in the house. <laughs> Have you heard the... Um, <laughs> is it the world's biggest bong? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> five, 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 weed. <laughs> Have you heard um, the... The, the double episode Fat Man on Batman with Mark Hamill? Yes. Fucking A, that guy can talk, dude. Like, yeah. he's a, he can really talk. He's really interesting. I though. told you the story about when he was working with Ralph. Ralph oh, yeah, you've heard it. Ralph yeah. Bashi. Yeah. You call that a fucking pixie. Why can't you sound more like a pixie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we didn't mention that apparently he's a lock for the Bruce Tim version of The Killing Joke. Yes, yes. Which is nice. And, we and just, we're just waiting for Kevin Conroy to get the voice because that would be if that would be a perfect end cap to the animated Batman. Yeah, yeah. If they yeah. did that. Uh, but there's also been some uh, controversy, con- controversy. controversy uh, for The Killing Joke because there have been some people saying, like, trying to shut it down and saying that it's outdated, you know, the way that, you know, it's very disturbing and all that. And I'm like, if that's the case, then just make it R-rated and then just don't let kids buy it. Yeah, I mean, why the fuck did you make uh, The Dark Knight Returns? Did you watch that yet? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Although Peter Weller's kind of weird voice for it, I think. He's a better Bruce Wayne than he... He's a better Batman than he is a Bruce Wayne. Mm. He's kind of... But then again, it, it kind of works. It didn't it bug It does me. miss the voiceover, though. It didn't bug The voiceover would have been awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that whole... Operating, I'm, I, it is the line. I'm. It, you don't understand. This is a fight. I'm. A, this is an operating table, and you're. I'm the surgeon, right? It yeah. is that line. Yeah, but I mean, like to me, Kevin Conroy will always be Batman. Yeah. You know, the same way it's like, you know, like to Mark Hamill's the Joker. Mark Hamill's the Joker. Keith David is Spawn. You know. Yeah. No, for me, well, Keith, for me, Keith David is the black guy in Halo. <laughs> oh no, wait, he wasn't the black guy in Halo. He was the alien in Halo, and he just turns up in the, like, every. He's also just Keith David. I told you he turned up in Saints Row. They ever show you any of those Saints Row videos? Don't you fucking play, you little stupid pop up ad. Um, um, uh, in the Saints Row 4 video game, mm-hmm. you're already, you can no longer be the gangs because you, you've destroyed cities and shit. So you're the president of the United States of America and Keith David is on your chief of staff. Mm-hmm. And it's Keith David playing Keith David. Mm-hmm. So you just go and talk to Keith David at different points in the game. He's like, well, he's just cool, you know? Yeah. Um, some other shit I had. What was the other stuff? Another cool video. Remember there was Wes Anderson's X-Men? Did you see that that clip? No. Someone did this a while ago, and it was very much like the Royal Tenenbaums. Like, Jean Grey was um, Margot Tenenbaum. Right, 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 right. And they were all, like, in those kind of nerdy outfits kind of thing. So mm-hmm. they were almost like the comic book, almost like the movie, but, like, in this weird Wes Anderson netherrealm, and it hit all the right notes for a Wes Anderson thing. All right. They've also done Werner Herzog's Ant-Man. Oh, shit. And it's all about, like... Scott Lang can no longer grow to normal size. I, I, I've heard about this. I didn't see it. There's a great line where it says, like, he can lift a hundred times his own weight. But I, st- I still think Werner Herzog, like, especially in Jack Reacher, he sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. But he's like, he can lift things 100 times his body. He can lift things but 100 times his body. His but what, for, what does this achieve but inc- increase his capacity for suffering? Like, it's like, you know, it's Werner Herzog ass as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And another thing that's cool, for those of you on Instagram, Mm -hmm. if you go for uh, the Rick and Morty Ricksterverse Mm -hmm. account, Mm -hmm. what they've done is, they've turned out, you've got to look at it where, you know the the view where you see like three panels Mm -hmm. instead of just one picture at a time? Mm -hmm. They've basically done, um, when you look at it on the web, it's like three panels. And if you click on the photo, it it tags it. And Mm -hmm. instead of tagging it, it's tagged with other accounts. But they're like, 
you're in Rick and Morty's car and you can go to the house and you mm-hmm. click on the house and you go into the house mm-hmm. and there's objects you can click on so it's basically like an Instagram game oh shit so you can just like, like one of those old games where you click through to pictures almost you right. know, you, each picture you click on brings you somewhere else right. and you can explore the Rick and Morty Ricksterverse awesome and you can go to different planets and stuff like that and see all the different places they have and pick up things you can collect stuff so it's like a choose your own adventure thing but with Rick and Morty shit that's really cool it's incredibly cool I've never seen anything like it before and I haven't had time to play with it fully but I played with it for five minutes like this is cool so it's the Rick and Morty Ricks diverse very cool I think you can even go to the Hall of Ricks <laughs> competition time okay alright so we are sponsored by greenroom136.com urban carry gear mm-hmm. um, who very kindly gave us some officially well, they made out of officially licensed material man of steel material yep uh, there are two pocketbook slims, which are little uh, wallets. Mm-hmm. There's a video up on the site of the last podcast. You can mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. you can see uh, Gordon Green himself thumbing through them. And mm-hmm. uh, we have two of those to give away: a blue and a red one. Mm-hmm. And the question you must answer is this: Well, as you know, that there are many uh, famous sort of actor director team ups. You got De Niro and Scorsese, Johnny Depp, Tim Burton. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio and Scorsese now that he's mm. sort of taken over from De Niro and um, with Paul Rudd uh, in Ant-Man uh, Paul Rudd is very famous for working with Jod Apatow he also works a lot with Adam McKay but when it comes to theater Paul Rudd is also an accomplished theater actor um, Paul Rudd also has um, a very very uh, regular partnership with another theater director yeah. uh, he's also a playwright and um, name that playwright there we go mm-hmm Name that playwright. Name that playwright. That failed sitcom from the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> you just got jammed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to emails, you can email us at, oh, the competition email address is podcast at McGettonFries. Just put competition in the subject line. Mm-hmm. Um, you can email us at podcast at McGettonFries.com. Yep. Um, we have one email this week, so get working, people. You can send us more than this. Um, our email comes in from No Name, who says, We've seen G.I. Joe, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Transformers made into movies. Which other old cartoons would you like to see remade? Mask. Mask. It's the mighty power that saved the day. Just get rid of T-Bob and that annoying fucking kid. Yeah, I'd like I'd like to see Mask. Yeah. I mean, I heard they're bringing it back, mm. but uh, not as a film. Like I think as a, a cartoon. I think as a cartoon. Yeah, it was on some Hasbro slate of upcoming projects or something. Like yeah. That. No, I'd I'd like to see I'd like to see Mask. I'd actually like to see Dino Riders. Yeah, I mean, it's got to happen, right? You know, Dino Riders. I never really got in that into it, but the visual alone was amazing. Just yeah. dinosaurs, weaponized dinosaurs with robot bits on them. You know, and I wouldn't mind seeing Starcom. Remember Starcom? Starcom? Yeah, oh, I still have some Starcom you at You know, home. with that metallic shit. Yeah, they you had know, magnets you, on you, their feet, and yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. they were tiny little men. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you press the button, you press and the they're button, amazing. It's like, and it's... Yeah. They fold out. Yeah, yeah. Um, one, like, of, one of the people we know was selling off some of his old uh, Starcom shit on... Etsy or, or not, it's eBay recently. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? No. Like, you know the black ship that the smaller black ships sit on top of? Uh-huh. He was selling that shit off, and I was like, oh, shit, I haven't seen that shit in years. I had the big shuttle thing. I always wanted to, you know, like, I mean, they've already made a Smurfs movie, but if you've seen Donnie Darko and that story that, that they tell about the Smurfs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd the, love the, to the see. The X-rated version. I'd love to see that movie where all the Smurfs, like, gangbang Smurfette and Papa Smurf jerks off to the tape. I think <laughs> what, really, what really needs to come back as a, as a, as a trilogy is Jason the Wheeled Warriors. <laughs> well, actually, you know what? I'd really like to see um, a big-budget movie version of Brave Star. Yeah. 
Brace that could work. Or Silverhawks. Silverhawks, yeah. Silverhawks. Get get Matthew Mc, get Matthew McConaughey as the driver of the as, spaceship, as the guitar player. As, as, as Bluegrass. Bluegrass, yeah, that's yeah, his yeah, name. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, all right, all, all right. right. <laughs> <laughs> that would so work. It would so fucking work. Because the rest of them were completely interchangeable, right? There, well, was, the, I, there was the there was the kid one, there was the chick, and there was two guys, right? And then there was like the strong man, the leader, you know? the, yeah, the yeah. strong silent protagonist. Yeah. You get Daniel Cudmore to play that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> He's already good in silver. Yeah, I think that that, that covers us. Okay. Yeah. Moving on to reviews then. All right. Why don't we start? Why don't you go first, and then we'll 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 do the. Uh, actually, no. Let's do. Let's uh, do Rogue Nation first. Let's yeah. do Rogue Nation first because so it's, it's the uh, less recent one. Full disclosure: I haven't properly seen. I still fucking haven't properly seen Ghost Pre- Protocol. I've been saving it because you said everyone says it's really good, and I didn't watch it in the initial window, and I was like, I'm gonna save that for a day when I want to watch a good movie. What? And I still <laughs> haven't fucking watched it. So uh, I can't. But I did watch it over Raya. I did watch it with the sound down. So now I realize the bits well, of Rogue they're, Nation they're, that actually play off it. So it is like it's almost like they're building a trilogy. There, there is a little bit of a continuation yeah. in it. Um, at the beginning of Rogue Nation, they are um, the IMF is sort of still under pressure for clipping um, the Sears Tower with a is it Sears Tower with a nuke? Uh, yes, from the and, previous and, movie, and also for basically getting rid of most of the Kremlin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, they're under review for misconduct for, yeah. uh, because of uh, the events of uh, Ghost Prosecuted Ghost by um, Alec Baldwin and yeah. Agent Hunley. Yes. Um, and, uh, and since, since um, the Ghost Protocol, Ethan and the team, they have been searching to, they've been trying to prove the existence of this um, rogue organization known as the Syndicate. Yeah, who seems to be sowing rife throughout the world for the purposes of chaos and mayhem. As you've seen in the trailer, they are the anti-IMF. IMF. Yeah. As spoken by Benji. Benji. <laughs> Did you see our friend Benji's comment on Facebook about this movie? Uh, no. He pointed out, like, I've never heard my name scream so often in a movie theater before. Yeah. <laughs> Open the door! Oh, Benji! <laughs> That's what I responded on the Facebook <laughs> post. Open the door! <laughs> Tech support! <laughs> so, yeah, the movie starts with that awesome scene about... Uh, with the plane. With the plane, which is pretty cool. Which is pretty insane. Yeah. And, and, and you think to yourself... They're, they're starting with this? Yeah. It's like, how are they going to top that? Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, yeah. And they also go from that. Like, so that, that is, they're basically, they're basically Tom Cruise's James Bond. He is. I mean, that's, I mean, you know, watching this movie, it's... It's it, more James Bond than it is it's Mission so, Impossible It's TV so show. joyous. It's such yeah. a joyous film to watch because it's, it reminds you of, you know, all the great James Bond movies, all the great, yeah. like, you know, espionage, spy, adventure films. Yeah. Not, not, they're not like, they're not taking themselves too seriously. Yeah, they're the old know? ones. They're, 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 they're more in common with the Pierce Brosnan Bond movies than they do with the, um, yes. New ones. The new, yeah. With, you know, I like, cause the plane stunt is essentially the, it's it basically bungee jumping off the dam from Goldeneye. Yeah. Yes, it is. It and is. then after that, that, that mission's just over. Yeah. And then it's straight into the new story. Like there's the new plot. Like there's very little time spent building it up. It's literally like Ethan Hunt goes to get his usual your mission should you choose to accept it, which is in a vinyl record store, which is kind of cool. Yeah, which is very cool. And then someone tries to kill him. Yeah. And not, not not quite. And then from there, it's just it's off and running. Yeah. I mean this. I mean this this movie is a it, it's it's a really amazing exercise in perfect pacing. Mm. You know. I mean it's it's not a it's not a short film. I mean it's it's two hours and ten minutes. But it doesn't feel it. No, it doesn't feel it. Same it thing with Ghost. By. Same thing with Ghost Protocol is that it just moves at a really good click, yeah. and and it all holds together. There's no part of it that makes you go what? Yeah, you know. And you know, Tom Cruise, God love him. Yeah, that crazy bastard. You know, I mean, it's just. <laughs> I mean, I've, I I can't think of any of any actor his age who is so 
who strapped themselves to the outside of a plane on takeoff. There's, uh, they were interviewing the, uh, like the head stunt guy, and they were saying, like, if you want to hear Tom Cruise swear, mention the words green screen. Oh, really? You know, and he's just like, fuck that! There was something else about, I think it was Simon Pegg asked the stunt coordinator, so he'll be driving the car, and he's like, I got no one better than Tom. Yeah. So Tom just did this, the driving stunts, apparently. Yeah. Which uh, is, but the insurance on this movie must be, that's where all his budget goes. Like, I'll just pay you $500 million to let me, to strap me to the outside of a plane. I know, it's, it's crazy, it's crazy. There is a nice thing, though. Like, obviously, they're disavowed again because they can't do their job unless they're disavowed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's on his own for a bit, but then he pulls back in Benji. And no, he, but and what I liked about this one, um, more than any of the others, is that this one really does feel like a team. Yeah. Um, because I mean, they're friends I now. I mean, like, get Ghost Protocol had it, as well but yeah. not as much as this i mean and that's what i really like about it is that they're finally understanding that what makes this movie work i mean and and making it be like a real sort of mission impossible adaptation is that it's a team yeah and everyone has a role to play and everyone is invaluable yeah um and it's kind of interesting like watching it and you're going you know th- it got me thinking about the old ones and you, a lot of people forget that brian de palma directed the first yeah. one and and they were uh, astro here were showing like they were showing them yeah yeah, the yeah, yeah, movie, yeah. and Watching the trailers for the first one again. Yeah. Tom Cruise is so fucking young with the so crew cut. So fucking young with the crew cut. Yeah, and like right. they showed the shot of the uh, helicopter blades coming up to his neck. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wasn't it one of the guys from space was in the train? Was it was Brian? It, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, just was, falls over again. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's just it's just so much fun to sort of go back and look at those films now. Yeah. I mean. Each each one of them is very much a period of it, uh, a, a product of its time, yeah. and it's just really cool to look at. And Mission Impossible Two is a train wreck now. When you yeah. watch it now, I mean, you think to yourself, Jesus Christ! I'm I mean, not how too many, mad. How many white doves can one film? I'm have? not too <laughs> mad on three. I didn't like the J.J. Abramsness of it. Like, I just there was weirdness in there. I didn't like. I only saw three once, and I saw it on a plane. You know, and it was just kind of. You yeah. like you like movies you watch on plane. I, I do. I do. I do. Um, I mean, there's, there's some really nice things later on in this movie where, you know, Benji, Simon Pegg's Benji starts, like, they're talking about what they have to do because it's, it's impossible. There's a couple of, there's a character played by Rebecca Ferguson who is a whole, is she, isn't she? Is she playing them? Is she not playing them? And it's played very, very well. Like, she's a very cool actress. Yes. Like, yes. she just comes, she just exudes old school it's movie like the only the only thing I've seen her in prior to this was Hercules and she barely registered in that because, yeah. I mean, the film itself was just so bland yeah. that you just didn't notice anyone, you know, like, I, I, I don't remember any of the film aside from the bits from the trailer. Yeah. So you're not sure whether she's playing them or she needs their help because she's an undercover MI6 agent. And the scenes where they're setting up this impossible job and Benji's like, oh yeah, that's that's fine. Ethan can do that. And yeah. Ethan, and Tom Cruise has got this look of, what? Like, what? what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's some nice surprises in there. Like they start playing on his age. But not on his, they don't play explicitly on his age because he's obviously he's playing young Benny's. Yes, yes, yes. But there's a nice, like there's a, there's a scene in that um, underwater computer area, which is also the, one of the worst design things I've ever seen for the way of storing shit. Yeah. But... That scene works really well. And there's like the scenes after that, he is punch drunk. Yes. He's yes. shell shocked for it. And that, like, there's a joke in the trailer and doesn't it means nothing in the trailer because you don't know what just happened to him. Like, yeah, but yeah, having yeah. known what just happened to him yeah. and seeing that going on there, and he's just like, what are, you, what are you talking about? When he tries to vault the car and he just falls on his ass. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, genuinely yeah. funny. Yeah. And the same where, like, the moment he clips the car and then he just, like, jumps on a bike and he's straight off again. Yeah. And they really, they, that's really played really well. And, and uh, they go out of their way to make for you to know that that's really him on that bike yeah well no, th- i think it's in like, he has a thing where he always likes to not wear a helmet and it's good that finally you know for the youth out there who think that's cool they finally show what happens if you you know it's yeah. not it's, it's it's amped way the hell down but they yeah. show there's consequences to riding around without a helmet yeah, on. <laughs> yeah yeah no i i really enjoyed it yeah it's I a lot really of fun enjoyed it. it's a lot of fun i hope it makes shitloads of money which it is yeah and i'm game for six yeah
I mean, it seems like they planned a, a, a loose trilogy planned around this. It seems that yeah. way with the, with the ties between it. Yeah. Oh, and, and, what's and I name? like and I like the way they ended. Yeah. I like the way they ended. It's very cool. And what's his name when the um, Prime Minister of the UK? What's his name? He used to be at Tom Holland. Yeah. There's a scene around this, this with the Prime Minister, which is great. And having watched these movies, you know someone's wearing a mask. Yeah. And you're kind of <laughs> thinking, could it, be that? There's, yeah. there's points where I knew it was coming, but I was happy with what came. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. So, uh, moving on to Fantastic Four, a movie that even the director is distancing himself from in one hastily deleted tweet. Yes. So, this is an odd movie. I... We generally like to go into movies clean. Yeah. We try to say, like, well, we've seen some trailers, whatever. We don't care about what kind of trouble production and all that kind of stuff is. We're, like, we try to go in clean. I genuinely, before I get to the, the review, I, I, you know, I genuinely enjoyed this. And in the last 24 hours, the internet and the world has come out to say it's awful. Well, one of the things that seems to be pretty consistent with the reviews is that even the people who enjoyed it were very annoyed by the third act. Yeah. I mean, it's rushed. I'll give you that. So... Judge Trank, who did Chronicle, did this. He directed about saying, like, there was a, he tweeted about saying there was a version a year ago that was fantastic and that would get better reviews. Yeah. And th- there does seem to have been, I mean, we did used to curse out Fox for fucking with shit, right? Yeah. At yeah. some point, that hurt me. Yeah. Um, and there's scenes in the trailers that straight up aren't in the movie. Yeah. At all. Like, and they're not just like small scenes. You know, there's that scene of like the, the thing dropping from a, a stealth bomber. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's not in the movie. Oh, it isn't? At all. Oh, wow. So. They do just try and spend. I mean, he decided he takes it back to when they were just the Fantastic Two, and it literally starts in school. Like it's not. It's a long sequence. Like he builds the characters. What I thought about this in a second review was um, it actually has more in common with something like Inner Space or Explorers uh-huh. than it does with superheroes. Yeah. In that it's a, it's a faux science thing. I'm doing air quotes. In that you know, Reed is already. I think they took this, a lot of this from the Ultimate Fantastic Four, which I never read. Mm-hmm. But Reed wants to be the first person who's transported like via matter transporter and he's already building it right and he's telling um, who's the bald guy who does Homer Simpson's voice what Dan Castellan Dan Castellan that is yeah, his yeah. teacher and he's just constantly you know you were supposed to talk about a real career you were going to and it's yeah. like well I've already built it kind of shit right and you know Ben Grimm is just interested in this hmm. um, and they they bond over that and they're still doing it later when they happen across Franklin's Dr. Franklin Storm and his daughter Sue mm-hmm. so he's played by Reggie Harley I think his name yeah, is yeah the guy from The Wire yeah yeah and um, he's obviously black and his daughter's white and he has his other son John, uh, Michael B. Jordan which was part of the controversy as well over this yeah so they meet they meet those four meet first and then Michael B. Jordan is like just wants to fuck around with his car he's a good mechanic but they bring him in because he gets fucked up on some shit right. the project they're working on it's not actually just a, a matter transporter it turns out Reed had accidentally ha- built a, an interdimensional transporter right and they don't refer to it as the negative zone but I've heard Josh Trank refer to it as the negative zone right which is cool they've taken that kind of approach with everything Right. It's literally, we're finding all this stuff for the first time. Right. So you talked about Mark Hamill's Fat Man and Batman review. Yeah. They've Our interview. Mm-hmm. They've done a four-part with Josh Trank going from how Chronicle happened to how Fantastic Four happened and how much of a roller coaster ride that was for him and all that sort of stuff. And they talked a little bit about the stuff that, like, you know, Dr. Doom was supposed to be a blogger. Looking back at those quotes that they, people thought this, they were ta- taken into context. Right. Um, there's some other stuff about like not being Victor Von Doom, being Victor Dostoevsky or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And they said like that was a name we used on set so that when there was, if they said Von Doom, it would have an impact with the actors in the moment. Right. So there's all little things like that that all got blown out of proportion and there was other things like it's a, it's a found footage movie that was they never even talked about that. The first pitch was it's a movie movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you think of it as a literally ignoring everything that's come before, mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense. The problem is I think that people forget that they were given what they wanted. 
with the Tim Story ones. Yeah. They were four-color comic book adventures brought to life. Yeah. And they had uh, Johnny and the Thing arguing, and, you know, they yeah, had yeah. madcap humor and stuff like that. And people liked them to the amount of 300 million, but they weren't movies that people said were, like, amazing. Yeah. They yeah. weren't The Avengers, or they weren't uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. So I find some of this is really weird for people to expect them to get that. This is like um, Fantastic Four Origins is that they're building to this. Yeah. And the actual, you know, no, there's no cosmic rays this time. They do go to another planet. But there's a, there's a science element to it in that, like, they're not, they're not going to send these kids to this other world. They're going to bring in NASA and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So upon the risk of them losing stuff, they make a dumb, drunken decision that leads to their issues. Mm-hmm. In the previous movies, the powers were a manifestation of aspects of their personality. Right. Which was always a shitty thing to do to Sue, that her powers would always crap out. Mm-hmm. And she was invisible because she was being ignored all the time, which was like, awful. Mm-hmm. In this, it's a lot more just physical. Mm-hmm. So they make them more rounded characters. They don't have to hang off these single characteristics. Right. So they make them more rounded. There's not really, there's a little bit of a flirtation between Reed and Sue, but they don't go that far, that way. Okay. It's more Ben and Reed. So it's more about Ben and Reed's uh, relationship and what happens to Ben as we all know is the giant orange rock monster and that's played up like when the accident happens it becomes body horror for a while right now there were some jackasses in my uh, trailer in my, t- in my screening and I could see there were jackasses in the foreground and they were laughing at points of that right which kind of took the edge off me but there's parts of it which are shot in like yeah and there's some some of the stuff between Ben and Reed around that time is fucking rough Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and certain characters are separated for a while and then they have their like for a year so they get to use of their powers and then a crisis comes up they have to work together to do shit right so they really play off Reed as being like totally like Miles Teller is pretty good I think as being totally driven and then being totally haunted mm-hmm. um, you know Ben is he's not part of the original team he just kind of he's there on a visit right when this shit happens so he didn't sign up for any of this crap and he gets the worst of it right 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 and also the military's a lot more involved like Ben works for the military essentially I see beating the shit up. he's basically being a, contr- a workable Hulk right so that section and what happens for them to pull together and fight against it does come off incredibly rushed because they've done other stuff but if you thought of this as a three movie plan like it's not not that they're setting up stuff for the later movies but if you thought of this as the you know as the Fantastic Four begins yep. with a Dark Knight to come, yep. it makes total sense. And I really enjoyed it on that level. It could use a little more snappiness in the dialogue and stuff. There are some, there's a great gag where Von Doom is doing his whole, you know, growling at Reed because Reed is getting close to Sue thing. And Reed doesn't even notice. He's so completely oblivious to her being into him and Vic- Victor being an asshat. Right. And that's nice. Right. And some of the other bits and pieces, but there's not, like it could do a little bit more of that. I think it would have got better reviews if I got some of that. I see, I see. That last section is is rushed um the thing doesn't get his pants but they do set up the end of it does set up the fantastic four right they maybe should have called it something else maybe because it's used it's it's fantastic four maybe the next one is the fantastic four or something like that right but by the end of it they are the fantastic they're closer to the fantastic four you know of i see and i think i think it deserves that space i mean it's a reboot it's a full-on reboot Mm -hmm. um i think people are expecting the old movies oh well We'll see how it does and mm-hmm. see see if, if they get a chance to do a sequel. We'll see we'll see what they do with it. Because maybe the, you know, as I said, maybe the kids will love it. I mean, Batman Begins when we heard about that first, we're like, what really? You know. But when we saw it, I don't know what the re- initial reviews are like. I think some of these early reviews are going to fucking town on it. Right. Like it's got a really low Rotten Tomato though. I think it's just it's it's dead piling on it. Yeah, it's nine percent. Yeah, it's nine percent. And, and there has I, been there's something I thought was pretty funny is that one of the talkbacks go like, wouldn't wouldn't it be kind of I you know uh, poetic if it was four percent? Yeah. <laughs> Or I've seen people refer to it as fan fortic or whatever like that, or fan fortic. Yeah. It's just like, 
with this and all the rumors and stuff that going, I feel sorry for the movie and I feel sorry for the movie maker. Yeah. Because it does seem like the knives were out from the beginning. Yeah. Those trailers, those trailers were marketing didn't really help. Yeah. Their marketing was pretty bad. Yeah. But uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good fun. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And when they do break out classic lines such as the things. Yep. Yep. Catchphrase. It works at that point because they haven't overused it. Okay. And again, that Batman on Batman interview with Josh Trank, he talks about like. I'm not going to put the thing in the trench coat and hat because it's not earned in this movie. Really Batman weird. and Batman interviewed Josh Trank? Yeah. The, 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 he's just getting away with whatever the fuck. It's basically wherever he puts whatever. It doesn't fit in any of other podcasts. Right, okay. So that's where he puts it. Yeah. So the need four. All right, then. So, yeah, that's our show for this week. Thank you very much for listening. And don't forget our competition. You can reverse back and hear the question. And email us as well. Podcast at Nick Prize. Where can you find more of your work, Gavin? Um... At the moment, nowhere. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can find him on Twitter under... Uh, you can find me on Twitter under GavYap or Instagram, uh, GavYap777. I'm at McNasty Prime, like, like the podcast title, M-C-N-A-S-T-Y Prime. Um, on Twitter, Instagram, and you can also find my writing now at thehypegeek.com. Yep. Um, and also at starburstmagazine.com and occasionally at nerdspan.com. All right. Thanks for listening. Good night. All right. Stop saying good night. Yeah. <laughs>